Welcome to Growing in His Word. God bless you guys. I'm Pastor Joseph. And listen, man, I'm excited because last week we talked about Paul. He was preaching and he was preaching in Cyprus. And we were in chapter 13 and he's at Antioch and Pisidia. Man, it's amazing. He's on a mission and he's bold. And listen, last week we were radically speaking about how Paul was rebuking the posers but yet, as believers, we need to move on and go on. And we need to finish the race. Listen, it's about finishing the race for Jesus. Grabbing that grabbing that torch and saying, listen, I want to light it. I want to move on. I want to be that witness. Jesus is saying to you today, will you grab that torch? And will you carry it to the next place where God sends you? And it's amazing because last week we we're in chapter 13, chapter 1, uh, 13, verse 1 to 16, and we left off where Paul was saying, Hey, look, behold, you, you despisers, you know, he's, he's telling them, he's, you know, he's talking about all these posers, but he's saying, Look, you don't got to be a poser, man. You can have Jesus in your life. He's in Antioch and he's in Pisidia and he went into the synagogue on Sabbath that day and he sat down. Now listen, Paul was always sitting in the synagogues first because he was a Jew made new. (laughs) And it was Sabbath and he sits down, you know, they're reading the Torah. And after the reading of the law, the halacha, the law, the Torah, the prophets and the rulers of the synagogue sent to them saying, men and brethren, if you have any word of exhortation for the people, say on. Here, here comes Paul the Apostle, man. I love it because I'm excited, man. Let's, let's pray. Father, we come before you. We thank you for growing in this word, Lord. Lord, I pray that you slow me down and get me out of the way, Lord, for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, this is the radical point of Acts because Paul is now sitting down in the synagogue after he's already been preaching. And now they're asking him, Hey, brother, welcome from Israel. Welcome from Jerusalem. We have a real Jew. <laughs> and they're saying, and Paul's sitting there, and the rabbi's saying, anybody have any uh, ex- ex- exhortation words? Raise your hands. Come on, give it to them. And here comes Paul. Here it comes. Here comes something that we believers need to learn from because now he's going to give his testimony. And he's not only going to give his testimony, but he's saying, Finish the race. And you may be asking, what race, man? I'm going to show you. They asked Paul, who was a Jew, and now is a Messianic Jew, say on. So here comes Paul in verse 16. It's amazing. (laughs) I love it. I wish I was there because... Verse 16 says, And Paul stood up and he motions with his hand, like, Nah, 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 you're not going to believe this. You guys ready? And he says, Men of Israel, and you who fear God, listen. Verse 17 says, The God of this people, Israel, chose their fathers and exalted the people when they dwelt as strangers in the land of Egypt. And with an uplifted arm, he brought them out of it. Verse 18 says, Now for a time of about 40 years, he put up with their ways in the wilderness. Because, look, let's, let's, let's be real. We're stiff. 
We're all stiff necks. Everybody is stiff. But, you know, God had his hand on Israel because God will never leave his love for Israel. And Israel is a very important part of the end times message. But we're not going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about what Paul is saying to the Jews and he's what he's indicating here. And it's very important because he's using huge leaders from the past like David to bring them into the, into the reverence of Jesus Christ. He feels sorry for him. He really does. Because Jesus is the only way. Listen. Listen to this. It says in verse 18, Now for a time of about 40 years, he put up with their ways in the wilderness. And God did. Remember, they cried in the wilderness. We're hungry. Give us something to eat. And they wandered and wandered and wandered and wandered. And God gave them manna. And they got tired of manna and they said, oh, we don't want manna anymore. We want something else. So God gave them quail. They got tired of the quail. And so that's what happens to us when we get what we want. We always get what we want. Oh, God, give it to me. God, give it to me. And God gives it to us and he overloads us. And what happens? We get complacent. We start to, you know, forget about what others don't have and what we have and how we need to share it with others. No, don't send me your money. Listen, Jesus is saying you don't got to worry because God's going to bless you. Listen, Paul was telling them, look at all the crying that they did. Watch what comes out of it. Watch. Listen, it's, it's, it's amazing because... And when he had destroyed seven nations in the land of Canaan, he distributed the, their land to the to them by allotment. Uh, uh, allotment. I'm sorry. Basically, the land is Israel. It's a Jewish nation. It's theirs. God gave it. There's your proof of the Palestinian and Israeli conflict. God gave Israel to the Jews. Period. End of story. And. Oh, I don't want to hear that. Well, didn't cover your ears. I'll say it again. Watch. Israel belongs to the Jews. End of story. I'm sorry. I'll get a hundred emails all the time. Sometimes I get more. You don't have to hear it. <laughs> but anyways, it's amazing because God was faithful to Israel and he's still faithful. Listen, here we have a beautiful artifact and a, and, and a beautiful testimony of Paul and how he's telling him, look, we had this, they, God destroyed seven nations, man. He distributed their land to us. After he, listen, after that, he gave them, verse 20, judges for about 450 years until Samuel the prophet came. And then afterwards, they asked for a king. Remember that. And Samuel is telling them, We don't want a king anymore. We, I mean, we don't want God anymore to fight our battles. We don't want that. We want man. Why? Because they didn't want to be obedient. Because God desires obedience. God loves us more so. He's always going to love us. But He's jealous. Deuteronomy says He's a jealous God. And He's obedient. We want to be obedient, I mean, to the Father. This is why they didn't want God to fight their battles anymore. 
And Samuel was like, okay, I'll wash my hands from you. You sure? Here it goes. Paul's explaining to them. Listen, I mean, these aren't, I mean, I don't, I don't know, man. It's, it's going to get crazy. Words of encouragement from words of Jesus coming out of all this. What are you saying, Pastor? Well, what I'm saying is through all the adversity and problems and issues in the past, there's always going to be a problem in your life, but Jesus Christ is going to come springing out of it to rescue you because He loves you. He's faithful. He, does, he loves you no matter what. Despise our problems that we have, He loves us. He really does. And Paul is sitting here I mean, this is big time. He's in the synagogue. Okay? And, you know, he's telling them, look, man, we got taken out of Egypt. We were rescued. We were slaves. And then God gave us the land, and, and then we had, we had God to run it for us, but we didn't want it. Man got in the way. And so, basically... 150 years until Samuel the prophet came. And verse 21 says, And afterwards they asked for a king. So God gave them Saul, the son of Kish, a man of the tribe of Benjamin, for 40 years. And when he had removed him, he raised up from them David as king, to whom also he gave testimony. And by the way, King David, was he was a redhead. He was gingy, in Hebrew ginger. He David was the son of of Jesse, a man after my own heart, it says, who will do all my will. Listen, genealogy is coming into play. He's starting to tell them, if you guys go to Matthew chapter 1, you'll see the genealogy, what I'm talking about. And then it goes off and it ends in Ruth. I think it's chapter 4, where Boaz begot, you know, and Abedab and blah, blah, blah. And you'll see those generations. Okay? It's amazing. Yeah, I, you got to know the Bible. It's read, listen. So here he is giving them the genealogy. He's saying, "Look, guys." He's saying, "God gave us this. God gave us that. God gave us this. He put up with this, with that. He did this. He did that. He did this. He did that, and we still weren't happy." Calm down, Pastor Joseph. I am calm. I'm just excited because. We believers are never happy until we get what we want and some of us get what we want and we just, we're still unhappy again. Why? It's because we don't read the Bible and we don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Some of us, not all of us. Listen, and we need to finish the race. He's saying, look, he's plugging them in. Watch this. Remember that. Jesus Christ is our Savior and Paul is plugging him in. Here we go. Listen. And he's saying in verse 19, when he had destroyed the seven nations, he took care of the nations that were against us. They wanted a king. David is king to whom also he gave testimony. He said, I have turned, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after his own heart, who will do all my will. Wow. Wow. Now he's talking about all his will. From this man's seed. Here we go. The seed. Listen. It's about the seed, the genealogy. According to the promise, God raised up for Israel, it's Israel, a Savior, Yeshua, Jesus, after John had first preached before his coming, the Baptist of repentance to all who, to all the people of Israel. Listen, verse 25 says, 
And as John was finishing his course, he said, Who do you think I am? Question mark. <laughs> I love it. I'm not he, but behold, there comes one after me, the sandals of whom feet I am not worthy to lose. It's testimony. It's testimony. He's telling them, look, there's a man who is Jesus. He died. He was crucified. We crucified him. And then we hung him. We, 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 we beat him. We whipped him. We spit on him. And, we, and then we crucified him. Yeah, I know the story. I know the story. Do you? But it was our sins that put him on that cross. And the reason why he died on the cross was for one reason only. And that was to give repentance to you. That you could repent for your sins and that you could come into the knowledge of Jesus Christ and have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that? And it's free. You don't got to pay a cent. It's amazing. God is amazing and he's in love with you. Listen, Paul, Paul, Paul was telling a man that God raised up and saw no corruption. You know, Paul was Basically saying, he was saying, he who God raised up saw no corruption. And Paul argued that David could not have been speaking of himself. Look, look at this man. In Psalms, it talks about it. But then he's telling them, you guys need to check this out. Whatever you're doing here in this synagogue, you don't got to do it no more. That's what he's telling them. Keep your... Sacraments. They're not going to save you, dude. Yeah, you're Jewish. Okay, cool. You can't get the blood out. You're Jewish. Right on. But Yeshua is the Hamashiach. I don't want to hear that. Okay, well, don't. That's fine. There's earplugs. You can leave. Free country. Listen, shut the radio off. What I'm saying is, Paul was explaining to them that God loves them and that there was another way for the atonement of the sins that was through Jesus. Not animal sacrifices. And Paul did this because he wanted us believers to know that we must finish the race. And whether it's a synagogue or anywhere, we need to love people and share God's love with them. But now he's just going to get down to business. Watch. Here it goes. Here it goes, man. Listen. Verse 26 says, Men and brothers, sons of the family of Abraham, and those among you, Whoever's even here today, not just to the Jews who fear God, to you the word of this salvation has been sent. Verse 27, for those who dwell in Jerusalem and their rulers because they did not know him. I like that. Because they did not know him. 90% of the problems today in the Christian churches and outside the church or in the world is because they don't know Jesus Christ. Let me explain that to you again. They don't know Jesus Christ. If they knew him, they wouldn't worry about tomorrow. And they'd say, you know what? I surrender. I'm, I can't do it anymore. I just, I can't do it. Do you know him? That's what it's about. If you don't know him, then you're going to fret, toss, turn, can't sleep at night, you're worried. Know him. 
He's saying, look, you guys don't know him, nor even the voice of the prophets, which are read every Sabbath. So you guys are sitting here reading all this stuff about Moses and this and that, but you don't even know. Every Sabbath, and have fulfilled him and in, in, in condemning him. Listen to this. And though they found no cause for death in him, they asked Pilate. And this is what he's telling them what they, what they did. That he should be put to death. And they tried. Paul was telling them, you tried. Remember, I was there, man. I, I've seen, I heard it. You tried to kill him. You couldn't find any fault in him. You didn't want to believe that he was the Messiah that the rabbi was talking about. You got upset. But it happened to be that this was supposed to happen. It's not the Jewish state's fault that they killed Jesus. Our sins did. Our sins put him on that cross. If the Jews weren't going to be used, it was going to be some other, some other race to finish God's plan in our life. I don't care what you think. It is what it is. It's biblical. God will accomplish his plan. It just happened to fall on Israel. And Paul said, and Paul's telling them in verse 28, and they thought they found, and, and, and though they found no cause for death in him, they asked Pilate and he should be put to death. You know the story. Now when they had fulfilled all this was written concerning him, they took him down from the tree and laid, laid him in a tomb, but God raised him from the dead. I mean, you've, you've heard it every Sunday, every Easter Sunday, every year. He was seen for many days by those who camp up with him from the Galilee to Jerusalem. Remember that on the road to uh, Emmaus? Who are witnesses to the people. And verse 32 says, And we declare to you glad tidings, that promise which was made to the fathers, God has fulfilled this for us, their children, in that he was raised up, Jesus, as it is also written in the second psalm, Listen, you are my son, today I have begotten you, and that he raised him from the dead. No one, listen, no more to return to corruption. He has spoken to us. I will give you the sure mercies of David. Verse 35, therefore, he also says in another psalm, you will not allow your Holy One to see corruption. Wow. Paul is just smacking down the genealogy. What's that have to do with me, dude? A lot. Because God's Word is still alive. What does it have to do with us? I'm going to explain. Listen. Because for David, after he had served his own generation by the, by the will of God, fell asleep, was buried with his fathers, and saw, and saw corruption. But, but he who God raised up saw no corruption. Listen, therefore, let it be known to you, brethren, that through this man is preached to you the forgiveness of sins. Listen, and by him everyone who believes is justified from all things from which you could not be justified by the law of Moses. Beware, therefore, lest... What has been spoken in the prophets come upon you. Behold, you despisers, marvel and perish, for I work a work in your days, a work which you will by no means believe, though one were, though one were to declare it to you. Listen, boom! He told them what it was. He gave them, he gave them the straight out, exactly what they needed to hear to get saved. He preached the gospel that day. That was a sermon from Paul, okay, verbatim. Mine are a little different. I think mine are like kind of, I don't know, they're everywhere, but people like them. I don't. <laughs> I'm kidding. Listen, 
Paul was radical and bold. And we need to be more bold. Listen, we need to finish what God has called us to do. I'm going to take you to Corinthians now. Listen. So we're going to go to Corinthians, but listen, before that, you're going to see where the blessings and conflict happen at Antioch. Listen, because after that in verse 42, when the Jews went out of the synagogue, the Gentiles begged that these words might be preached to them. We're going to talk about that next week, but this this week we're going to get into Corinthians on what, what, what it says here about continuing in the race. Listen, Paul was very clear, man, in 1 first, in Corinthians chapter uh, chapter 9, verse 19, it says, For though I am free from all men, I have made myself a servant to all, that I might win the more. And to the Jews I became as a Jew, that I might win Jews. To those who are under the law, as under the law, that I might win those who are under the law. This is what he's doing right now in Acts. To those who are without law, as without law, not being without law toward God, but under the law towards Christ. Listen, that I might win those who are without law. To the weak, I became as weak, that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all men, that I might by all means save some, save some souls, you know. Now this I do for the gospel's sake, that I may be partakers of it with you. Listen. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. Therefore I run thus, not with uncertainty, thus I fight, fight not as one who beats the air, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. Listen, Paul is saying, finish the race. Don't, don't stop loving others and serving others. Get in your church. Scrub toilets. Oh, that's gross. I did it. I never wanted to preach. And I, and, I, and I parked cars. Then I graduated to the parking cars to picking up trash. <laughs> I was on a roll. Listen. Finished the race. Then I went to prisons and preached. Then I became an evangelist. Jesus Christ says finish the race. Don't give up. Don't stop serving people. Paul is saying the crown is spiritually. We are going to win crowns. And give them back to God. It's amazing. Listen, Jesus Christ loves you. And Paul is on fire and he's saying, listen, you don't got to worry. Oh, how cute. That guy's been, we've been saved for 25 years. Oh, how nice how he's on fire. Stop it. Paul's saying, be quiet. Get out of the church and serve. I don't care how old you are. People are dying. Have you ever been outside lately? There's no more opera in the car singing. It's weird music. I It's music I can't understand anymore. I gotta get with the times, dude. Uh, no, dude. You need to get with Jesus. You gotta get with Jesus because Jesus wants to get with you. I don't care about politics. I don't care about countries. I don't care about beaches and houses and mansions and Porsches and cars and... and garages and whatever it is man I care about your soul Jesus Christ wants your soul it's simple 
and he wants you to share with others. Get out and witness to others and be on fire. I don't know how to be on fire. Well, then act like it. I don't know. I really don't know. Look, Jesus Christ is real. And I've seen it. I have seen the power of Jesus Christ. He's in love with you. He wants to know you. Paul is out there telling the believers and the non-believers, look, you guys, your church is dead, dude. You don't got to read that old page anymore. Moses paved the way, bro. And Jesus went on the cross, dude. It's that simple. Really? Yeah, dude. You don't have to drink yourself to death. Get off the booze. Get off the, the, get off the disease that you're on, the, the sinful desires. Get out of the sin. Repent and be done with it. That's the object of it. Satan doesn't want you to know that Jesus Christ loves you. He wants to isolate you, Satan does. Listen, Jesus does. Jesus wants you to know how much he loves you. Satan wants to know how much, you know, he he doesn't exist. (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) Think about it. If you could convince the world that Satan doesn't exist. Oh, I knew it was a turn and burn message. No. If, if If you can convince the world that you don't exist... It's better than a magic trick. Why, the whole world will do whatever they want. When they want. They won't listen to police officers. They'll, they'll riot. They'll, they'll do whatever they want. But the Bible is clear. Jesus Christ is real and he loves you. And he has a plan for you. But I'm, I'm tired of sinning the same sin. Then be real. Get real. Just imagine the time that you're on earth is limited. What if you were given an inheritance, what would you do with that? Would you spend it? I mean, there's a story about that in the Bible. You know, the prodigal son, he laid with the pigs. We don't got to lay with pigs. We have Jesus Christ. Satan doesn't want you to know that he died for you. Satan doesn't want you to know that he loves you. Satan doesn't want you to know that Jesus Christ wants to grow you. And no matter whatever you're thinking, anxiety, what, just give it to him. Yeah, yeah, sure. You give it to him. I have. You've never been homeless. I have. You've never been hungry. I have. You've never been without a job. I can go on and on and on and on and on and on and on. But Jesus says, stop. Look. Forget about it. Take your family to church. Love one another. Serve me. And don't worry about the problems in the church. Man will fail you. But my son Jesus Christ will never fail you. Because he loves you and he has a plan for you. He loves Israel. Paul is saying, strive for the crown, man. Race. What does it take to be a champion and give in a given sport? Listen, for one, it's necessary to have a dedication to succeed no matter what the cost is. A passion for the game is certainly essential as it is a single-minded determination to accomplish that task at hand. A willingness to train and basically a burning desire to get that trophy. I won! Look at me! God is saying, dude, you don't need to do that. Focus on me. Give your all to me. Love me. Let me dwell in you. Let my Holy Spirit live in you. And you don't have to 
worship soccer. Or you don't have to compete. It's my Holy Spirit in you that will work in you and work in you flowly, radically. Listen, the race that Paul prepared himself for the race is that all Christians need to prepare themselves for what was the calling of God in their own lives. Because Paul taught that Christians are rewarded for the calling that God gives them. Paul had a radical ministry, but he sacrificed everything for it. He knew that if he was faithful to his calling, he would receive a reward from the Lord for his service. And I'm not saying, oh, it's my back and godly chores, but Paul also knew that if he ignored or, or, or treated lightly his mission, okay, he would not receive from God the, the victor's crown for service. Okay? But he counted the cost. Okay? He, 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 he stayed faithful and he fought the fight. He got in the ring, dude, and he got knocked out but got back up. Paul's spiritual training was the very best available and he didn't assume that it would come naturally. It came through the blood of Jesus Christ and God will give it to you. When you get knocked out in the ring, God will get you back up and prepare you for what He's going to do next in your life. Don't give up on Jesus because He's never given up on you. Listen, Jesus Christ loves you. Father, we come before you. We thank you for this message, Lord. Lord, we're in this battle together, Father, and we pray and by your name, Jesus, that you help the believers and non-believers to fight that sinful desire that our flesh brings upon our own selves. Lord, help us to kill that flesh, even myself, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys. Listen, next week I'll tame it down, man. I know I was kind of hyper this week, but I was excited about Paul, man. God bless you guys. And listen, if you have any questions about growing in his word, growing in his word was sponsored by the Holy Spirit. And uh, that's our that's our advertisement. And listen, next week we're going to talk about what Paul did in the synagogue. We're going to talk about what happens when we rattle the cage for Jesus. <laughs> and we're going to talk about the glory of God. Amen. God bless you guys and thank you for growing in his word. In Jesus name. Amen.